1: Welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Travis. I got my brother Quentin with me, as always. More reliable cue appearances here. Now that fatherhood, he's just, you know, he's a pro at it now. <laughs> you can pod. Well, uh- you can, you can, you know. You can father. I can pod. I can dad bod. I can do it all. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's a better, much better one liner queue.
2: Yeah. I mean, that might all change you. Cause as some of you might know, I'm, I'm starting a new job, a whole new career in like two and a half weeks. So we'll see how my schedule is, you know, once to get that going, but yeah, it's a little bit easier now, dude, because we just started sleep training with Ronan. So part of that process is getting him on like a, you know, a daily schedule for feeding and play time and naps and all that stuff. So, you know, I kind of have like an idea of, of when I'll be free. So yeah, man, fatherhood.
1: You know, I've spent, I've spent um, decades perfecting my sleep and play schedule. And dude, you gotta, you have to learn
2: how to sleep. It's not something you think about, but like you have to let something, you have to teach kids how to do i mean of course they know how to sleep but like they don't know how to put themselves to sleep you know what i mean
1: that's weird to think about because like you would you would i mean a baby just would would fall asleep on its own
2: yeah but if you want to get them on a schedule you know sometimes you're going to be putting them down in that crib they're going to be awake yeah they're going to learn how to just just hang out in the crib and just fall asleep and not get to the point where he's just you know freaking out and upset that, like, he's all alone in the crib. He's still awake. He's like, you know, what the heck? Yeah. So you're trying to, like,
1: train him that, like, hey, when you're in this enclosed area. Yeah, when you're in the nursery and, you know, it's all quiet and
2: dark and we've got, you know, the white noise machine going. sleepy time. It might be time to go to sleep,
1: pal. But, um, yeah, it's it's going pretty good, dude. All right, Q, well, as you heard from that intro song, you may have thought, Oh, that sounds like a cool, you know, kind of like down-tempo, maybe like trip-hop artist, right? Some drum
2: and bass. I was getting like some Eamon Tobin vibes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which I did not think we would be covering anything like that anytime soon. So I'm pretty excited about this, dude. Well, that's what's interesting about this group that we're talking about, Q. It's a band called Bowery Electric, and they are a shoegaze band. But what makes them different, as you heard... Was that they essentially took elements of trip hop and sampling and, and 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 synthesizers and stuff like that and infused it with shoegaze to make sort of their own, you know, spin on the genre, uh, which is yeah, like you said, we did spend like a month on this type of music. I don't know, maybe two years ago. Remember we we did. A month of like downtempo stuff, right? So we yeah, talked that was, about. That was fun. It was fun. We talked about Tosca. We talked about uh Underworld. Thievery Corporation. Yeah, Underworld. But yeah, this year has been all about 90s shoegaze, 90s like alt rock. And this band still fits under that umbrella. But they've got this added piece to them that makes them really unique.
2: And are they uh, strictly instrumental?
1: No, no, no. Okay. Nope. Okay. Nope. There's a singer who. Um, who, you know, you'll see from her voice, it's very monotone and kind of along the same vein as like, you know. Um, well, she's got a very traditional shoegaze vocals, but it's very—it's a little bit more monotone. But you'll, you'll see. You'll see what we're talking about here, Q. Um, but what is even more interesting is how they got to the trip hop sound, like how they evolved. They only put out three records. And so we're going to play some tracks from all three of them. And uh, just you'll be able to basically witness the transformation. You know what I mean? Because their very first record is more of a traditional shoegaze record, and it was it's a great record, no doubt about it. But then they decided, hey, let's see what all this uh, sampling is about, and like this electronic stuff is all about, which is cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Because that's what that's what makes shoegaze great. I think we've talked about this before. Like shoegaze can be applied to just about any genre like the elements of shoegaze like the hallmarks of shoegaze we talked about this on our our doom gaze episode right yeah
2: kind of the you know washed out and reverb and distortion and kind of droney and it's yeah you know and and the melodies and and all that just kind of it makes you want to gaze at your shoes you know
1: exactly well those elements can work with just about any genre and you know this group kind of proved that all right so we're going to try to make this short and sweet, you. Um, I appreciate that, brother. Yeah. You know, dad bod over there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, man. We're just going to let the tunes speak for themselves. Here's a little background. So, Bowery Electric is mainly two members, Lawrence Chandler and Martha Schwindener. And interestingly enough... This, this tells you all you got to know about these, these two individuals, Q. They met while working together at the interview magazine, which was Andy Warhol's magazine. Oh. Wait, so when did they meet? 93. Okay. Uh, Well, that's when they formed the band. So they, they had met prior to that. But yeah. yeah, they they had worked together at Andy Warhol's magazine. So, you know, these guys are very, you know, Creative and artistic types, right? I mean, I don't think you work at Andy Warhol's magazine, and and not be, you know, in you know, you got to be in the right kind of circles, I would think, to 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 get that to, to land that job, right? Right, very like pop culture avant-garde. Exactly. I'm going to be quoting from this one particular article here, Q, um, from AV Club. Everybody's sort of AV Club, right? Uh, the name of this article came out in 2014. Bowery Electric rewired shoegaze to trip-hop to create a huge 90s sound. That's the name of this article. And I like that phrasing, rewired shoegaze, right?
2: Yeah, that's cool.
1: Uh, but yeah, what they say here, um, the duo of Lawrence Chandler and Martha Schwindener could not be easily categorized, kind of like their music. Having met while working at Andy Warhol's interview magazine, they trafficked in a similarly of-the-moment collagist approach to music dabbling in several trendy musical styles across three markedly different albums. So,
2: Collagist, that's interesting. Yeah,
1: exactly. So like, you know, maybe they, you know, you you hear elements of shoegaze and stuff in that first record for sure, but the collages aspect of it is why you end up with like, hey, let's see what happens if we throw like a cool beat behind this track, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Let's start playing around with the samplers and shit, right? So anyway, let's start with uh, our first track. So... As I said, very first record was kind of your more traditional shoegaze stuff, and it borrows from Loveless, you know what I mean? All the shoegaze albums that were out at that time, like, you can hear elements of that in this record. It's a self-titled album, came out in 1995, and I was pretty impressed with this track when I first heard it, and I think you're going to love it as well. Very hazy, very, like, lush-sounding nice reverb drenched as you know as it as it were so here you go this is off their self-titled debut record the song is called next to nothing
2: This is one of those moments, man. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't I know about this greatness earlier? It's been sitting here since 95 waiting.
1: Yeah. it's just been waiting. I did bring a track of theirs to a, what you heard years ago at this point. Now that was from beat, right? Yes. And we're going to play, I think we're going to play the same track that I actually brought to what you heard. Mm -hmm. Um, but this was back when we were still doing, and you know, What You Heard was just a a segment at the end of each episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, this, this album is up there as far as, like, you know, it's mentioned in the shoegaze circles of, like, people's favorite shoegaze records. A lot of times it's this next record that they put out called Beat. Uh, Pitchfork put it as, I think, number 33 on their um, – best shoegaze records of all time actually i take that back that's for the self-titled so this one that we're, we're listening to now the track we just heard was listed uh on pitchfork's best shoegaze records of all time now is that the vibe that is set throughout the whole album yes yeah it's similar Man, i gotta give that a spin it's similar yeah now that song was six minutes and 30 seconds long and you know as we like to talk about here i love a song with a good a good runway and that was a good runway, right? Took a long time, and it's just you know you could sit in that groove forever, man.
0: Oh I yeah, just, dude, I, I love, love that. Drum
1: the drums beat. are great, great, and drum like beat. you can you can hear, you know, it, it's not a surprise that like trip hop and more electronic beats are like around the corner for this this duo, right? Because I mean that beat was a little bit more groovy, maybe than your 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 typical shoegaze drum. It it also might as well
2: have been a looped. Uh, track, you know, like a looped drum beat.
1: True, true. And that's part of, like, the repetition of Shoegaze, too, right? Shoegaze can sometimes get into that, like, sort of, like, hypnotic, like, type of uh, rhythm, right? Like, that type of, like, repetition and stuff.
2: Did they have a drummer for this record?
1: Um, I I want to say that, yeah, well, one of the two provides the drums. Let me see
2: here. So, I was looking at, at Beat on Wikipedia, and they have a drummer named Wayne Magruder, who contributed to four of the ten tracks, so they did bring in a drummer for beat. So yeah, I'm just curious if if that was in fact a drum machine or if that was you know recorded in the studio, just because of how much it sounded like a, a sampled kind of looped beat. Well, yeah, that's actually
1: interesting because um I actually made a note to like talk about the credits. Right, you can kind of watch their instrument list. Grow from record to record, as far as like what Lawrence and Martha contributed to each track, each record. But for this debut record, they did bring in another drummer. His name was Michael Johngrin. So different drummer than who showed up on the next record. But Lawrence, you know, obviously they both provide vocals. You actually heard them harmonizing there. But Lawrence provides guitar, Martha provides bass, Michael Johngrin on drums. So it was just your your typical band. As far as like typical rock band, right? Bass, guitar, drums, vocals, right? So that's what's interesting is that like they started just like most other shoegaze bands out there back in the day, post rock bands, whatever you want to call it. And uh, this this uh, article that I read, like I mentioned earlier from AV Club, made a point to talk about how like so many bands were just categorized as post rock. Uh, even shoegaze bands would also get the post rock genre put on them let me read this little snippet here because it's kind of funny uh between the eras of college rock and indie rock post-rock was the genre junk drawer where bands <laughs> that didn't fit easy definition were dumped to be sorted out later first of all i'm a big fan of this writer already dude i'm loving it that rings true for but we talk about that for a lot
2: alt rock as well Ooh. The for the term alt rock or even indie rock yeah
1: even indie rock yeah. is yeah. Kind of, oh yeah you know but um yeah, he goes on to say. So when British critic Simon Reynolds celebrated Bowery Electric in 1995 as the vanguard of distinctively American post rock, he may as well have crowned the New York band the progenitor of Marshmallow Wave. <laughs> Marshmallow Wave? He's trying to say it's meaning. It's a meaningless uh, title. Uh. Calling them post rock <laughs> doesn't actually tell you anything about because, like, really, post rock? I guess it's. Who knows, dude? Who, who knows why? Tell me more
2: about this marshmallow wave, dude. I want to hear more of that. I
1: guarantee you there's a band out there that calls themselves marshmallow wave. <laughs> like last week, I talked about that band that calls themselves Frog Rock. Remember? Oh, yeah. Right. Anyway. um, Yeah. So he goes on to say, after all, it's hard to stand out in a genre so vaguely defined that it could encompass everything from orchestral drones of Stars of the Lid mm. to the prog mm. jazz of Tortoise to the space age lounge of Stereolab. So, those are three bands that also have the post-rock label on them. So, again, it's meaningless, right? It really is. But anyway, um, Shoegaze, I think, is a better fit for this record, at least. And then this will lead us nicely, Q, into this next record. So, the next record that came out is called Beat. And I think it's a fitting name because they started incorporating beats, Q. Electronic beats. Well, yeah,
2: dude. Let me me just uh, read right off Wikipedia here. It says, Lawrence Chandler of Bowery Electric... (laughs) Told Alternative Press, Beat is the beginning of us learning our way around a proper sampler and software, which allows us to work with samples on the computer. We can sample ourselves, manipulate sounds, create our own beats,
1: and basically work with fewer restrictions. It's almost like you and I are twins, Q. Were you going to read that? I was literally about to read that same (laughs) sentence next. So that was a perfect little seg way, as they say. So
2: this Wayne Magruder guy was on four out of the 10 tracks providing drums. So the rest of them, I'm going to have to just assume that they sampled and, and recorded, you know, manipulated and sampled the beats themselves. So it's pretty cool. Just
1: a safe bet. All right. Well, let's go to the next track here then. And we'll talk about and guess here whether or not this is a sampled beat or an actual drum beat.
2: Well, I'm looking at the personnel uh, section on Wikipedia and it says exactly what tracks he's playing on. So Oh, well, all right then. Yeah.
1: Well, we're playing the very first track. This is a self-titled track off this record.
2: All right, so this this one is going to be sampled from the duo. So
1: these are samples. It's actually Lawrence does the programming, cue. So. Nice. All right, so here we go. This is the self-titled track off their next record Beat, which came out in 1996. Here we go.
2: Some massive attack vibes,
1: yeah, uh or like Portishead, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, Portishead. Yeah,
1: and they've been compared to the, the those two groups. Well, Portishead at least they've, they've been compared to Portishead, and that's that like loungy, like atmospheric kind of almost jazzy kind of quality to it. So here's the question though: here, here, at least for this track, maybe her voice is the only thing you can point to that makes this a uh, shoegaze track
2: and even that's a stretch well, I,
1: but aside from that yeah it's not it's not shoegaze right yeah trip hop is a fitting genre for that so like with this record is like you know from from the last track that we played from the first record that was more traditional shoegaze right but they they leaned very very heavily into like embracing the electronic aspect of it so much so that like some of the record is just straight trip hop you know what i mean which is really interesting.
2: Yeah. And you know what, dude, they're they're having a blast learning how to how to create loops and, and sample drum beats, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of beats you make, dude.
1: Now here's the thing that I that that's really interesting, Q. Uh I you know, I'm gonna quote this this article again and they we're gonna have an interesting discussion, Q. So again from A V Club. They say in the production of beat, Bowery Electric became one of the first rock quote unquote bands. To incorporate samplers and laptops into its setup, using them to loop, redouble, and warp its various tones into rolling swells, then layer it all over crisp, trip-hop beats, and deep-space dub bass. So, um, hmm. I, I wanted to look it up because I was, I was curious about this. Uh, OK Computer came out the following year.
2: Dude, I... <laughs> I just typed in Radiohead into Spotify because yeah, I was going to look at the same. That's thing. That's the first
1: thing I was about to call BS on. If if um, but if Radiohead came out first, but that is interesting.
2: But they did say one of the first.
1: True, but I'm just saying Radiohead right around the corner. Yeah, that's exactly what OK computer was about, and and sounds like Tom York was going through the same types of things. Where like you know you listened to this quote from Lawrence Chandler, mm-hmm. where he's like, you know, this allowed us to work with fewer restrictions. Right, like that's what. Tom York was feeling more, like, you know, constrained and, like, bored with the traditional, like, rock limits or whatever.
2: It was destroying his life, man. Like, he hated it. He hated it. Yeah,
1: because, yeah, because he, in his mind, it's like, okay, I'm on this path, you know, that I'm supposed to be on for being a rock star, rock band. Right. And they were following, you know, they were getting all that pressure from record labels and stuff. And it's absolutely bogus. Yeah. So, anyway, I think it's really interesting that This just seemed to be happening in general with rock music, all the different styles of rock, you know. And Barry Electric was one of those groups that was sort of like pioneering that or whatever. Uh, And what's interesting about this record, the very next year, they put out a remixed album of the record called Vertigo. Oh, cool. Becoming one of the first bands to submit to the now commonplace practice of letting electronic producers tinker with their songs. So it's true. A lot of bands do that nowadays, right? There's a remix version of the record, right? They were one of the first to do it, or at least as AV Club, who I have, I have no, no reason to doubt this person at this point, Q, this, uh, this author, let me give a, a shout out to Sean O'Neill of AV Club who wrote this re- this article. Uh, Anyway, so let's move on to the next track here. I think that one, like, you know, very slow, very, very repetitive. I thought the lyrics were really interesting considering kind of what this band does and how how sort of like monotonous their songs are. That sounds like a critique, but it's not. But the lyrics are just um, this over and over again. Words are just noise. Words are only noise. Over and over again. <laughs> Which <laughs> well, is interesting.
2: That's uh, Yeah, that's interesting. The
1: uh, choice of words and sentiment for a song. Especially when you're doing like sort of like this electronic type stuff. You know, in her and their mind, like these words that I'm singing are just, it's just more noise to add to this, to, to layer onto this, you know?
2: Yeah, interesting.
1: And then there is one change of lyrics toward the very end. The outro, she just says over and over again, repeat after me over and over and over again. Really interesting. I like that. I like it. Let's move on to the next track. Same record. Um, here is another track that I think maybe shows a little bit better sort of the mix of shoegaze and trip up. This song is called Fear of Flying.
2: good stuff man i'm still gonna put it way more in in the the side of trip hop than shoegaze
1: but you can totally hear like the like take away the drum beat like the the reverb like the kind of shimmery kind of texture of that reverb guitar sounds shoegazy the baseline was a little more rock
2: than than trip hop as well
1: yeah, but it was, a, you know, it was a very repetitive baseline too. Well, yes, yeah, yeah. Almost like it was looped, right? But you can see how that's, like, sort of a good m- marriage of the two, right?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, the bottom line is, like, who cares
1: what to call it, yeah. right? It's just good. It's yeah, yeah. just a good record. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the point of it is, is that, like, this is what makes them unique, you know what I mean? This is how they put their own stamp on, on it, or how they rewired Chew Gaze, as Savy Club guys talked about. Yeah, I like that. So, like I was saying earlier, what's interesting about the evolution of the group, they only put out three records, so the last song we're going to play is from their last record, but it goes, like, it continues to evolve toward just straight trip hop. I mean, it still has their, you know, the the, the things that make them Bowery Electric, like the, the really slow atmospheric kind of just sense of like, I don't know, their music has kind of a dark quality to it, which I always like um loungey kind of quality smoke-filled rooms and stuff
2: and it makes sense too that it's going to naturally gravitate more towards trip hop because like like they said they were looking for ways to to have less limitations in what they could do with just the two of them yeah and once you start tinkering around with you know sampled drum beats like there's no going back man it's you know like it it just opens up so many possibilities yeah right
1: yeah so to Here's the credit notes, the liner notes, I guess, for this record. So Lawrence, still playing guitar, keyboards, programming, vocals, Martha, bass, keyboards, vocals. So they added some keys, they added some sampling. Aside from that, they're still playing the bass and guitar. And then, like you mentioned, there's a drummer that showed up. We have yet to play one of his appearances. There you go. Yeah, I wanted to highlight... I wanted to highlight the trip hop nature of of kind of the direction they were going in. So, all right, well, let's move to our next track here, Q. And this this record came out in 2000, so we're out of the 90s for the first time in a while here on on No Filler, aside from our what you obviously. So here we go. Uh, next record, like I said, came out in 2000. It's called Lush Life, and this song is going to sound very trip hoppy. Name of this track is Shook Ones.
2: What that reminded me of didn't pick up on it until this track but cock and swan remember that
1: group oh yes
2: dude they must have been influenced by these guys very similar vibes yeah we actually, you're so right, we actually covered them we did an episode yeah yeah. i looked back it was back in september of 2019 i think it was around the time we we first kind of dipped our toes and in, in actually covering legitimate shoegaze bands on the podcast
1: well, that is interesting. Is Cock and Swan considered a shoegaze band? I mean, why wouldn't they be? I mean, they they definitely borrow from this, this band. Trip Hop, certainly one of them. Dream Pop. Yeah, so they, they took the uh, the Dream Pop label. Um, but yeah, 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 totally. 100% dude. That's spot on. That's exactly what it sounds like.
2: Yeah, yeah. If you like the spiry Electric stuff, definitely check them out. They've released some fantastic records.
1: Yeah, it's a similar duo, right?
2: Yeah, it's just just a duo. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so this is like kind of like their final form because this is the last record they put out, and like I said, they only got more and more. They only embraced the the trip hop like more and more, right? As as each record came out, and at this point, you know, as you heard toward the end, they're even throwing in like the classic like scratch, right? The record scratching type sound and shit like that. That's actually Lawrence made sure to get credit for that in the liner notes. He is now credited. You remember I was telling you how the list grows: programming, sampling, scratching, bass guitar, guitar, keyboards, drums, string arrangement. So that's interesting. They started adding strings to this.
2: String. I mean, I think it's important to to get recognized for your scratching skills. You know, I agree
1: with that. And Martha, the only thing she added to her repertoire here is string arrangement. And bass guitar, so it's interesting, They, they or guitar. So they, they kind of traded their their typical um, instrument of choice a, a couple times on this record. They just sort of layered on to their sound with each record. And as you heard there, I think her vocals were a lot more like up front, you know, and like prominent, or at least in, in the mix, you could hear it a lot, it's a lot more straightforward, or I should say in the front of the mix. And Andy Kelman of all music, called this their most song based and most accessible work. Interesting. Which is interesting. I guess that just means
2: more of a traditional song structure, more palatable that, yeah, maybe.
1: That you might hear on the radio someday. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. But uh yeah, I mean, you know, we just scratched the surface there, but as you can see, it's pretty like consistent as far as like all all four of these songs sound like they're from the same group, right? But That evolution, you can definitely hear it, and you kind of have – there's something for everyone. You know what I mean? If you like more traditional shoegaze, but like shoegaze, that's a little bit more kind of like drawn out and more maybe like atmospheric and stuff like that, their first record's great. And then if you want some cool beats thrown in there, check out their next record. And if you want to get crazy with the trip hop and stuff, check out their last record. Uh, As Mark Savlov of the Austin Chronicle said, uh, this record – is a morphine drip of an album. So clear and precise in its smoky, sexy grooves that it seems almost too easy to compare them to fellow late-night nodders Portishead. So there you go.
2: Nice. That's a that's a good uh, summary there. Morphine drip. I like smoky,
1: that. Smoky, sexy grooves. You know? Yeah. It does make you think of like a lounge, right? Totally. Lounge music. All right, there you go. Something to go check out if you're a fan of that kind of music. A little bit different than what we've been doing mostly this year. So a nice break, I thought. And uh, yeah, that's that. Bowery Electric.
2: Awesome, dude.
1: You heard it here first, perhaps.
2: Good stuff. I'm definitely going to queue up their first album. Yeah. For sure, man.
1: Yep. And that's the one that I see mostly, I think, actually, on um, on the old gay subreddit. Uh, and that makes I- sense. I, yeah, I see that album art pop up. And again, you know, Pitchfork put it on their their top 50 shoe gauge records of all time. They put it as number 36. So it's up there with the heavy hitters, right? Yeah, nice. All right. Well, you can find us on Instagram. Also, we got to give a shout out. We talked about doing this. Oh, yeah, man. A big old shout out. So um, we're a couple of shitheads, dude. You know what I mean? That's what it comes down to.
2: Here's the deal, dude. We don't get – for some reason, I don't get notifications and I'm jumping the gun here. We got an well, email we're just that making,
1: – We're making excuses.
2: Well, we got an email on our our no filler podcast at gmail.com that – dude, I did not get a notification for that. First of all – So I was unaware that it was sitting in our inbox.
1: Yes, yes. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't we, know why, dude. Long story short, um, we don't really check our email account very often. Because, uh, you know, for the most part, people interact with us on Instagram, right?
2: Yeah, most of the time, all the stuff we get in that inbox is some BS like web designer trying to, quote, save our website.
1: No, yeah, it's mostly people trying to tell me about SEO problems and stuff like that on the website. Uh, which, first of all, I, I don't even think – the website's not even up anymore. I don't think – think i I'm pretty sure I'm just redirecting. Yeah, like, it's,
2: it's not – really high up there on our list of importance for this podcast really
1: either way um yeah we missed an email from a from a listener who sent us this long awesome email talking about how he's been listening for a while and um actually he's been listening since april he he stumbled upon our what you heard for april and um yeah i think he he must have came into us from Who knows how he got to it, but uh, he was, yeah. I'm I'm uh, curious
2: to know, Colin, how you you found us, man. I'm always curious about that,
1: yeah. Stumbled upon that always leaves the you know, begs the question. Um, but he just talked about how you know, I don't want to necessarily read verbatim what he said, but yeah, you know, he just said he appreciates kind of what we do, and that's always great to hear that from a listener. It's
2: yeah, that it's yeah, very much appreciated, and you know, we feel the love. And we're sending it right back to you, Colin. Thank you so much for the email, dude. It
1: made—yes, really made my day. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, you're still listening. You know, hopefully, you weren't like these these mfers don't even respond to my email. Like, why am I going to even <laughs> listen anymore? Um. I did respond, so if you haven't, you know, check your junk mail drawer. There might be something <laughs> sitting in there for, for you. But, um, speaking of like returning the favor, he actually has some recommendations for us and I'm going to play one of his tracks as our outro song here. Um, so yeah, thanks for reaching out to us, Colin. Um, as I said in the email, if you're on Instagram, it might be better to reach out to us on there, Colin, if you want to keep chatting with us. If not, I will, I will be better about checking our email account. Yeah. I'll find a way
2: to make sure I I get notified with any and all Yeah, emails. I might even
1: forward this to my personal Gmail account, forward this email account. Anyway, so, uh, you know, chances are if you listen to this podcast, you are also a fan of the type of music that we listen to, right? So chances are what you recommend to us, we're probably going to dig. And that's certainly the case with this record uh, that he turned us on to here. But before we close out, um, again, Find us on Instagram. Just search for No Feeler Podcast. We'll pop right up. Chat with us on there. Uh, give us your music recommendations. Like, what have you been listening to lately? Uh, you know, we might use one of your songs as an outro for what you heard, or we might do a whole episode on it. You never know. That's what happened with Swerve Driver. That has happened before. Yeah. Find us on Instagram. You can also subscribe to the Pantheon Podcast Network feed on any podcast uh, device podcast device podcast <laughs> app where you find you know, wherever you get your podcast basically is what i'm trying to say that's the music network that we are a part of the podcast network i should say and it is home to many great music related podcasts including our own you can find them on pantheonpodcast.com and yeah that's that next week who knows maybe i'll try to get actually you know what it's probably going to be a rewind next week, here because I'm out of town. So, we'll see what we maybe. Hey, you know what? I'm going to put the uh, Cock and Swan sidetrack. Perfect. Boom. Cool. Yeah. So, so next week
2: we'll we'll do a little rewind, so you don't have to search for it yourself, and uh, we'll bring back Cock and Swan. That was a great episode. Lots of good tunes on that one.
1: All right. So, as we uh, said earlier, here is a track that was recommended to us from our good friend Colin. Uh, who was kind enough to reach out and give us some words of uh, appreciation and encouragement. Thanks again, Colin. Sorry that it took us you know, three months to respond to your email. Uh, please forgive us. <laughs> Hope you're still listening. <laughs> so this band is called Galatee or Galatee. Galate, is something. It's, it's French. Yeah, I'm, French. It's definitely French. And this is what got me interested. I'm going to quote you here, Colin. He says, it has moody, nostalgic synth sounds, guitars that could have been gently lifted from a Cure track without waking anyone, and some spoken word that makes me think, what if Drop 19s were French? Damn, dude. Well put. First of all, Colin, if you're not writing for the AV Club, what are you doing?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, we're going to need to get you on the show sometime, my friend. All right, so I'm not going to pronounce this correctly, but... Here we go.
2: Now nah, don't even try dude. Let's just say it's track 1 on. But okay, right. we can't even say the name of the single that's without sounding sin. like
1: fools. So this is from a 2018 uh single called De Reve Astrange. Estron- a
2: et- et- tr- et- tranche, there's no trange. Sorry, et- et- tranche. Tr- a- tr- yeah. It's yeah, yeah. yeah, pretty that's bad. that's that's terrible. Well, we're fading out with track 1. We're not even going yeah. uh to Correct. But track 1 on this single from Galatier from 2018. Apologies all around for the
1: yes. terrible pronunciation, but... If you're French, uh, tell us how, how we're supposed to pronounce this. Yes, and please. I'll, we'll make a correction next week. All right. So again, this track one off this record, Galate. they got a ton of singles. So there's lots of music to listen to if you like this stuff. But that's that. So we're going to close out with this song. Thanks again, Colin, for the recommendation. And we will talk to you guys later. My name is Travis. And I'm Gwen. Bye-bye.
0: Achieve the American dream. The big house. The happy family. The money. What's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> my mom is dead. My mom is right there. From Airship.